podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. I'll only be a minute. Come in with me. What is HomeSense anyway? Look, outdoor furniture is in. Hey, that's a great brand. And it's a six-piece set. Check out this price. Are you sure that's not just the no, table? No, chairs too. Is this an outdoor rug? It is. It's nicer than our indoor rug. Outdoor ottomans, planters, patio umbrellas. Are you seeing these prices? You save a lot at HomeSense. This is the year we love our backyard. Can I say something? Yes. I'll get the truck. And that is why I love you. Save on outdoor like never before at HomeSense. Discover a store near you at HomeSense.com. No Stevie, no Trev, no control. It's the day trippers. Holy Jesus, what a match for Trev not to be here for. Anyway, while well, the headmaster's away, the kids will play and play we will. You know, we were full of optimism heading into last week's game with the destiny in our own hands. We were up against our most hated rivals. We were buzzing with form, but it just wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. We cannot lose. We must not lose. We must not lose. We lost. What's next? What happens next? Can we make it? Can we redeem ourselves? Is there anything left to grasp onto dearly? Well, joining me tonight, live from the Bunker of Doom, we have the captain of positivity, Mr. Dave Rarebit Thomas. We've got the shy Mike Wobble, Mr. Paul Brennan. We've got the man who put Quinn and Niall Quinn, Stephen Daly. And joining us for a return visit is Dave Hartree. So come along, join me, Big Phil, for the next hour or so of Tripper Goodness. <coughs> okay, so Trippers, let's talk that defeat. First loss in about 4,000 million games. Fields Pony, but what now? So, Dave Hartley, man in the studio tonight for your second vi- visit to the bunker. How are you feeling? Coptimism high? Is it low? Where are we going to go? I don't know, like, shocking results. Like, it was one of the worst <laughs> results. Of, oh, I think it was the most cap- biggest capitulation I've seen in years. Like, everything went wrong. Like, it was just absolutely diabolical. And, I don't know, wouldn't be too optimistic after that, to be honest. Um... So my theory on it is that Brendan Rodgers has this way of getting people up for things through kind of emotion, right? So it's all about just kind of like, oh, Liverpool, you know, everything's great, building it up and building it up. And when it works, it's brilliant. Like last year, 
get for the city game, like the the whole Hillsborough anniversary thing, and everyone's going mental. But like you know, even you can see that the kind of the edges starting to come off it when like you know Henderson gets sent off for something stupid, and all these the, the blinkers come down. I think you know it's been kind of building over saying you know, Brendan Rodgers getting more full of himself, the whole team being like, oh yeah, we're on this run now, everything's brilliant, you know, coming along, coming along. But then like you come to the crunch game, the most win game, and for last year it was against Chelsea, and they completely lost the plot, and everything there was no Roy Marin to anything. And the same kind of yesterday. Everything was really frantic. Everything was just a bit mad. Like everything's a bit helter skelter. There was no fucking cop on. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the, the one thing I take from it, rather than anything else. I think it was a bit of an aberration in terms of a result. Like I don't think I think we made United look better than they are. Mm. But I think that's the one thing you have to be worried about. Can Rogers sort out that big game thing? Mm. Stephen Daly, it was a must not lose situation. Dave Harty there says we must win, and we lost. Can we still do it? Yeah, definitely. I think um, I'm actually very positive about our ability to do it. What's wrong um, with you? <laughs> yeah, it's a funny one actually because I was it, this game yesterday was the first one I've been nervous about mm. all season. Yeah, and I said it, it to you lads during the week. You know, I, I genuinely haven't felt nervous going into a, a game this season, all season long. When we were poor, when we were building a run together, the whole lot, even City. I wasn't nervous about it because I was kind of thinking we, you know, a draw would be a good result out of it. Mm. Um, so for us to get the, the the win that day was an absolutely smashing. Res- mm. I just felt there was an air of uh, cockiness about the fans, the players, everything about us going into it, and and forgetting that Man United are still a squad full of excellent players. Yeah, they they haven't been playing well, but you know, all it takes is for them to just get themselves up for it on the day, and they're well capable of matching us for quality on the park and they did yesterday um, without question they played absolutely brilliant quick moving football which nullified our half-arsed attempt at pressing mm-hmm. in my opinion you know we we can go on to what went wrong and I'm sure we will dissect it over time but you know <coughs> they just moved that ball so quickly that it, it, we didn't know what to do mm-hmm. you know we were I think we were set up thinking we were going to come up against a slow one-dimensional Man United that we were going to be able to brush aside by pressing them keeping them pegged back in their own box and, and working from there or doing I, I don't, some people have mentioned that they thought Brennan set up to actually draw them on and, and, and work them the first half and then hit them the second half I don't know they, they just Louis van Gaal got his tactics right Paul taking that <laughs> looking at it was it, and we mentioned it last week was the blueprint not there from Swansea for what you know it needed to do against us? Like, look, you know, he set them up. They they looked to nullify Henderson and Allen. They looked to push them back and, and create a gap so that the front three wasn't. And effectively, they used Fellaini very similar to the way that Swansea used Gomes. That he played sort of he came in. Well, initially he tried with Chan, but didn't really succeed. But then dropped in on top of Joe Allen was just able to win everything and pick up balls. You know, we praised Rogers for his in-game tactics and changing it around. Was he a bit slow on the draw to change things around in this game, even though he looked to change it at half-time? I don't know. Um, there's been a lot of talk about, you know, Van Hal versus Rodgers and mm-hmm. how Van Hal kind of won the tactical battle, but I'm not sure how much I buy into that. I just think a lot of it was to do with the players. I think there was a real kind of rabbit in the headlights, kind of, uh, oh, fuck, what, like, we're being hit by, like, <laughs> United are coming at us like a bus here, and we just couldn't deal with it at all. Like, it was, it was fairly simple, kind of, they they did they pressed us fairly well and they kept the ball moving but I, I just thought you know our players just couldn't they there was no kind of there was no balls about it basically mm-hmm. with with or without the ball I think that the four in front of our defenders I think they they let themselves get marked far too easily 
I think um, they obviously then pressing was uh, it was nearly non-existent mm. it was so kind of reactive it was, there was no kind of we didn't have a picture of what United were doing it was all kind of oh the ball's gone over to the right now let's all run over there and now, now they've moved it back into the centre it was just so higgly-piggly and there was, there was just no cohesion with the ball or without it yeah. so I'm, I'm not I don't really buy into it that like Rodgers was out taught really by Van Hal but you could see or you could see after the first half hour we started coming into it mm. and I think that was just you know can I they're United, like they're not going to keep up that sort of pressing all mm. the time. So I think, uh, I think as the game wore on, if it did kind of in its natural manner, I think we would have come into it. But obviously, Gerard pissed that up the wall. Mm. I, don't, I don't think they peppered us for for more than about twenty five minutes. Well, uh, to be honest with you, I, I, I didn't see the peppering at all. Dave, yeah, Minnelli didn't. He didn't, he didn't I, I think that. Do. So uh, a couple of things you said there. First of all. Think if it's not the fans, right? We'd use all three subs by the twenty sixth minute. Like, do you know what I mean? Like every game, every game we play, we're like, "Fucking hell, take him off, get him on, move him." You know, fucking relax a little yeah. bit here. Second thing, he does change it after twenty five minutes to his credit. He moves Henderson from playing deep and central to wide right, and he goes and stands right next to where Fellaini is winning all the balls off Jean. But Fellaini just moves then, and that's fine. So we, you know, we did a little bit of rejigging. I think in hindsight, and you know, I know Phil, you're going to talk about you watched the game with hindsight to kind of look at some of the decisions we could have made. You know, he probably could have moved, switched Skirtle and Jean across. Yeah. You know, that's probably the one in-game thing he could have done first half mm. to put Skirtle on Fellaini and Jean. Then in the middle allows him to come into the midfield and support that a little bit more. My biggest thing is. And again, this is all hindsight because I wasn't really that... It's not like I was really disappointed with the team. But I personally think Markovic should have started instead of either Sturridge or Lalana. Mm. So you either play Markovic ahead of Lalana, which means you move Sterling up front and play Markovic a right wing back, or you play Markovic instead of Sturridge and you play Sterling up front, keep Lalana behind <clears> him and play uh, Markovic on the right wing back. Because I think that Sterling... Coutinho needs runners, and Lalana is not a runner. He's not, no. And the reality is, you either got to have Markovic as the runner coming from right wing back, because Sterling didn't do that, or you've got to have Sterling and Sturridge as the runners. So I think there are small things, but to go back to the Van Gaal versus Rogers thing, for all, I mean, for all the talk of how great United were, they had one shot on target, which was the Mata goal, which is a fantastic goal, and it's Moreno switches off for 30 seconds, and we could talk about the game that he had. But apart from that, it's keep ball in the middle of the park. Mm. Yeah, and I suppose, like, you mentioned Sterling there, and just, just going back to the wing-backs, like, the, the, both of them were getting, like, Sterling was getting volleys, and Moreno was getting volleys, and, like, even looking at the goal, and I know we were discussing it beforehand, I'm still convinced that Moreno thinks Hendo's winning that ball that's going into Fellaini. And we talked about it, right? Yeah. And So we, we should address Moreno now, because he has got absolute pelters over the last couple of days, Right. And he had a bad game. But Moreno is the out ball for our entire attack inside, right? The ball goes to Coutinho and we only ever played on the left-hand side. So Moreno is being told by the manager, you're the out ball. Mm. So whenever the opposition has the ball, he's got two things in his head, right? He isn't thinking, I've got a mark and that's the only thing I've got to do. I've got to defend. That's the only thing I've got to do. He's thinking, I've got to, like, the minute we get the ball, I've got to be gone. And mm. to your point, he anticipates an interception anticipates that we're going to win the ball and psychologically or mentally he's gone even if it's only mentally he's gone like half an inch forward and gone right I'm going forward and then he's got caught and that's his fault and he should get Mm. he should get criticism for it but we've got to remember in that system we do not play down the right hand side Moreno's the out ball therefore mentally he's always thinking I've got to run forward I've got to run forward I've got to run forward he's still 
he still switches off as to he where Mata off, is yeah, because absolutely. if he waits to see if we win that ball, he's beating Mata by 15 mm-hmm. yards over 30 yards with the pace he has. Mata's not going to track him. No, but you know he has I mean? to be so. 10 yards. He's thinking in his head, the minute we get the ball, I've got to make up. T- now, it's not about beating Mata. It's about his territory, where he is on the pitch. He's Absolutely. thinking 10 yards I've got to get. There. Absolutely. But, yeah. but you know, I suppose, and I know that He's is, wrong I for know, the goal. Yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah. And that's, uh, yeah. listen, we we could spend a half an hour yeah. dissecting why he did what he did and how he'd, he was wrong for the goal. Yeah. It leaves Mata with an acre of space. And, he, you know, and it's an excellent finish as yeah. well, you know. And the reality You could is, ask him to take that shot 10 more times and he's yeah. not putting it in probably, you know. There's, there's no system. And, you know, to your point about the Swansea game, right, and do we not learn the lessons, there is absolutely no system that you can play that another manager isn't going to find weaknesses in. So you've got to go, is the system that is, you know, I've got a lot of people saying, we, you know, Emre Jan's not a centre-back. We shouldn't play three at the back anymore. You know, this experiment has failed. This fucking experiment, is, we've lost one game of 14 games. Mm-hmm. You stick with that system and you, you tweak it and you make yeah, you know, small You accept that there's going to be some There's defeats. going to be days where people are going <laughs> yeah. to work you out. Like, but but just, just taking that on the, on the wing-backs and Dave Hardy, looking at, the, the, the key point of wing-backs is keeping them high up the pitch. If they drop back in, you end up with a back five and you have a, have a yeah. deep midfield, mm-hmm. which is effectively what, what United did to us in that first half. But the, those wing backs tend to take their line of the pitch off the, the, the centre midfield. So going back, it, it was the fundamental issue yesterday not the wing backs, not the performance of Lallana, which was, 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 was incredibly poor, but the fact that our midfield got so far pegged back that it actually brings our whole team back. And instead of having a back three, we end up playing with a back five. Yeah, I think that's 100% true. Um, I think Henderson and Allen are both anonymous. Like you can say what you want about Steven Gerrard, but he did more in forty three seconds than Joe Allen did in the whole fucking ninety minutes. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> That's definitely true. Yeah, like because Joe Allen, all he did is lose the ball with four times in the middle of the field and then not do anything. Like just like we didn't have the ball, so he wasn't blocking spaces or whatever. Like you know, mm. like it's just the whole midfield was too far deep. Like we played way too deep the whole way through. Like that United team has no mobility in it all. Like, is Wayne Rooney going to be, win a sprint against Sacco? Not a chance. Is Matter going to win a sprint against Moreno? Not a chance. Fellaini's slow. They're all slow. So why are we sitting, like, outside, inside our own 18-yard box, which was our problem defending all last season, was we were too deep, and we let them come on to us. Mm. And that means that we had Lalana, we had Sturridge, we had all those lads sitting up past the halfway line. Then we have Allen and Henderson at the 18-yard box, and we have our defenders further back than that. Mm. And then their slow players got the pass in around us. And make like well, they didn't even do that. They just passed around in front of just us, just in front of us. Yeah. But if we'd sat up with like, I think we could have played. We could have played the fucking highest line in the world yesterday, and they mm. wouldn't have got in behind us because they're just not quick. Like if maybe Di Maria came on, maybe we would have had to sit back a bit then. Yeah. But like until Di Maria came on, what was their what was the threat that they were so afraid of that they were who's going to run in behind us? I, I think yeah. I mean, I think that I think the criticism of Alan, I understand it, and you know. But they were both made to look anonymous, I think is the problem, mm. is that they were essentially yeah. doing... Um, three months' work with two Three months' work with two men. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's, and that's where we should have changed the... Pa- yeah. yeah, if you've got a fast-passing team, which yeah. is what they were yesterday, yeah. they were able to just ping that, those little triangular passes around the two lads who looked like they were running around like... And it was shots. even worse for Alan then, because when at 25 minutes when Rogers. Say you know, finally cops on to Henderson, right? Go and stand next to Fellaini so you win the second ball. That means Alan has the rest of the pitch to cover mm. as the defensive midfield player, and he's you know, then he gets exposed because the ball's just he just looks mm. lost then. So I th- I think that there's small things where you know you put them all together and suddenly they score and it means they don't have to push forward. And I think they scored after 13 minutes or 17 minutes, yeah. or whatever it was. They don't have to play forward. 
but I agree about the high line. I mean, I, I was a bit amazed that we sat so deep, and and but that is a fault. Uh, that is a uh, something the Skirtle does is he drags the entire defence. Yeah, he, line he does. Deeper. But it's funny by sitting deep, we shouldn't be cut out by that ball to matter. Well, you know what I mean true, by yeah. that. Like I mean, if, if, if we, the irony if, is, we if we, our yeah. if our if you're saying our two wing backs take their position off the centre midfielders, and we wanted them pushed on another 10, 10 yards. You know, if we're sat deep and the wing backs are taking the position off the central midfielders, that that ball to Mata shouldn't be on because there yeah. shouldn't be the amount of space there was. But that's that's that, that's that's one thing. I think what we probably would all be sitting here having a different conversation about is I think had when Gerard was coming on for Lalana, it was absolutely the right move to make. I don't know if it was the right thing to play him as the deepest of the three midfielders, and he was trying to change the shape. But I think we'd be sitting here having a different conversation if we'd got forty five well, minutes. I think Lalana needs to come off. I think yeah. Ger- I think there's an arg- we, but you know I think there's an argument there is the change, <coughs> but an even bo- an even bozier move would have been to put Balotelli on and play Coutinho behind two strikers. I mean, yeah. there's an argument. I understand why Jared's... And I understand because we're losing the midfield battle. I understand why, because of what happened against Swansea, he's gone. Well, I put Jared on against Swansea and he just took control of the midfield. So, of course, that's what I'm going to do in this in this move. But I actually think horses for courses, you know, a little bit. I, I, I would have liked to have seen him gone a little bit bolder and done something a little bit more. Now, saying that, Jared comes on, he pushes Sturden up front. We probably would have got the same result. I was just going to say, if you bring, yeah. even if you didn't bring Jared on, I still think over Balotelli, Markovic, like yeah. we were talking about how it should have started. Bench, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? But absolutely, and obviously yeah. there's a reason for that. But yeah. but um, but like that, if, if that had been an option, you know, someone to go in at that right right wing back and, and push Sterling up. Yeah. Just watching Balotelli come on yesterday, it was yeah. really, really poor. Paul, the Lalana equation. Does it make any sense to you? Can you find an answer to the Lallana equation? Like, is 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 there any logic in your head that would, you know, see you move potentially one of the best young players in Europe to right wing back to accommodate a player who, over the last couple of games, has been struggling for form? Yeah, I know, but with Lallana, I think obviously whenever he's mentioned, I think the price gets dragged into it. And like, he is, he's a decent squad player, mm. but like, yeah, like for the you know, for basically the last three games, he's been kind of. Like Sterling's been shifted around to accommodate Lalana and without any return for her, really. Mm. So, yeah, that was one of the things where I was looking. I was kind of like Lalana starting. That was the only kind of real problem I had with the lineup. That once again, Sterling is getting shifted out to the wing back position, mm. so Lalana can play. Yeah, like so, I, I agree completely. I thought Markville. I thought I thought it was strange that he didn't play at all. I would have been a lot more comfortable with that. Mm. And I think. The type of player Lalana is, you like, you will get. There are games where you can play him and you can expect something. But I've, I've never, I'd never look at United in, in that kind of crunch game and think, oh yeah, you're definitely going to get a performance out of Lalana here. But going, going back to, to to what we're saying, we, we were very reactive in the press, right? And yeah. if you look at the way Lalana plays, and you know, when when we've talked about the the tree that he's worked well in, it hasn't involved <clears> Daniel Sturridge because he's had Sterling, he's had Coutinho, and himself who are able to all equally press and press as hard. Is is there something there that we're trying to uh, trying to fit him in? Because and I hate bringing up the price tag, but like you know, because we've paid so much money for him, that these mm. are the big games, and this is when you want to have your twenty five million pound players on the pitch. Like even the chance that falls to him, and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to break his balls over, over the chance, but you know, do you, would you have had more confidence if, if say it was Sterling in that position or Coutinho in that position? No. Does that Pro- does, probably not actually? Yeah. But it's more of a general play thing. Mm. Like I think Lalana's like if it's going to drop on someone's bad foot, he's probably. The one player you would say he's, he's actually decent on his left foot, hmm. and you would you would but you would expect him to score it. But um, I think I think in in Rogers' defence here, I don't think Coutinho, Sterling, and Sturridge has worked that well 
together in the, in the system so far. I think I think we have to try and there are three most dangerous players by far, and we have to try and make it work. Mm. But like it probably hasn't worked really well. I can't I can't think off the top of my head a game where it's really clicked and we've really demolished someone with it. Mm. So maybe maybe that's in Rogers' thinking as well. But I, I think definitely for games like that, you have to try and make it work. You have to like especially earlier on early on when it's not working. It's clearly not working with Lalana there. I, I would have said immediately, like, get Sterling further up for let him kind of give them something to think about. Yeah. Fair enough. And Lalana would be the person that I'd sacrifice yeah. for that. Dave Hartley, to lighten the mood a bit, Mignolet in goal, great, great as he was, but like the footwork he was showing in the box, <laughs> the, dance, the dancing <laughs> feet. <laughs> How many heart attacks were you having as he's skipping by players and nuts and people in the hole? So many heart attacks, and I think even <laughs> that, that stupid goal Courtois scored yesterday. Yeah. Like, even so, that was what I was imagining going through my head was Magdalene his fourteenth Cruyff turn, and then just <laughs> yeah. someone taking it off his toe, and uh, him but, and Lalana have a bet on definitely. There's some Cruyff turns this year. Sure. Jan did a Cruyff turn tackle there a few weeks back. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lana doing them every two steps, and <laughs> you've got Mingley doing them now in the box. And he's a did a great dummy on himself. <laughs> <laughs> and then looked as if to say, "Where the fuck is the ball going?" <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it, it is. It does show the turnaround and the confidence that he has. Coming back to the penalty save, I know the penalty save means nothing at the end. But like, is 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 that a real con- like? You know, Stop Rooney scoring. confidence booster. Yeah. Like, uh, I actually even think losing that game three one puts a much harsher, much um, yeah. a much harsher term on 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 it. Like, when you think about the fact that we played half a game with ten men, lost the two one, and really possibly like okay I'm stretching it there saying we could have got something out of it but there was times when you felt okay actually when Sturridge scores that goal you mm. think fuck this could be on yep. you know and if that's your top four rival that you're you're playing with with 10 men and and able to do that I'm like that's why the positivity is there I I think there's far too many games of the teams sorry for the teams above us there's far too many games left of them playing each other for us to be overly worried Okay, forget Chelsea away. We might we might nick something there. We go and beat Arsenal in our next match, that's it. and we're right exactly. back in it. That's it. And yeah. that's the way I look at it. Fuck Aston Villa for 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 um, yeah, for United. Let, let's just think about. We need to catch one of them. We don't need to catch United. We need yeah. to catch one of them. Mm. You know, we, we we beat Arsenal. We're what three, three points, points behind them. Yep. Fuck exactly. it. They're you know what I mean. They're well capable of bottling it as well. And for how shite we were in the first half hour, we did show a bit of character, like to make a game of it in the second half. And United, they, they didn't really seem to know what to do with us. The way we kind of came out and said, "Oh, sure, we'll give it a go." Like they kind, they kind of set off. They stopped attacking nearly by the end. Mm. And they, yeah, I think I, like I, I follow a few United fans on Twitter, and they were saying, "What the fuck are we doing here?" Like because we because we did kind of make a game of it. So like that that is one positive that for for all like it. The first half hour was completely demoralised and was horrible to look at. Mm. And then what Gerard did, what Balotelli, Balotelli trying to get fucking sent off as well. It, they're like two two absolute clowns yesterday. So like it, like it does piss you off, but it's not like the end of the world. I don't think. Look, we didn't get beat by AFC fucking Wimbledon. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, they're a team full of championship. You know, Premier League winning mm. players, some Champion League winning players, managed by a guy who's won league titles in three different countries and won the Champions League. They're not a fucking part-time bunch of muppets, like you know. Mm. And any fan expecting us to, I've heard people saying that if Liverpool, someone said if Liverpool lose to this United team, they don't deserve top four, as if United are like a bunch of chumps. Mm. You know, they're a good side, and we got beaten by them. We shouldn't have got beaten by them. I don't think we would have lost if we'd had eleven men, mm. right? 
I suppose th- there is a fucking massive elephant in the room and blowing at the trumpet and doing tricks oh. over in the corner, right? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and beside the elephant is Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, let, let's bring it back to what you just talked about. The Gerard incident, right? And, and I also want to tie in the, the performance of Martin Atkinson, the referee, as well. Now, mm. And I'm not criticising the, the decision to send him off. It's, like, it, it's black and white, in, in my view, right? But, like, again, you know, you bring the player on He's got bags of experience in the whole lot. Can anyone here understand how you could be so roiled up going into a game where it's only 1-0, you know, you've been sent on to put some control and composure back into the game, to go in like a complete lunatic for, to, for the force tackle and then react the way he did when he's actually won a free out? Yeah, that's that's the, the bit that's absolutely sickening is that if he has, like you, you've brought him on for his... his his experience, his his game management from his own point of view and from the players around him, you would think the quickest way for us to get back into that game at 1-0 is for that tackle to come in, studs up, and him to go to ground like he's been shot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he hits the deck like, you know... like Herrera's like he, gone. Uh, well, even if Herrera's not gone, he's, booked. he's getting a booking and he's getting a, that is your last one. You don't yeah. you don't get another And in 30 seconds, offside. he's done Mata and Herrera. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so 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 it puts it, it the crowds up for it. They see the mm-hmm. captain's back on. He's after doing this. He, and he sets gone, the yeah. tone for the fucking, for the players around him. And it's, you fucking boys, let's get into this. Let's see that from all of you. You know what I mean? Let's all take a fucking yellow if we have to. Whatever it might be, that's the mentality. And... It's possibly the most sickened I've ever been by him in all the challenges he's made over times. Yesterday, to just be sat there and think, this was your chance to do something for the side and to to have been so selfish. And it is a, it, there's a selfish element to it. You know, you can say whatever you want. It's him right there thinking, fuck you, Herrera. You've tried to do me in a tackle and just stamping on him. And that, you can forgive a 22-year-old Stephen Gerrard for doing that. You can't forgive a 35-year-old Stephen Gerrard for doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, for anybody out there who's saying, oh, it was great to see him, you know what I mean? And it's a pity he didn't get away with it or whatever it might be. It's fucking idiotic. Yeah. Dave Hartry, just on that, right? Then let's let's take it into Atkinson himself in, in terms of performance. There was absolute pelters going around that he was having like a horrific game and, and everything like that. Now I watched it back later on, and I have to say I didn't think he'd had a particularly good game as a referee. But you know, looking at the way he refed it, were you up incensed about it as, as the match was progressing and you were looking at it live? And did you feel that he was letting an awful lot go for United, or was it fairly fifty-fifty in terms of what he was looking at? I don't think he did too badly. I think there was two things like, you know, off the top of my head that he let go, which was Di Maria's stupid handball, which should have been a card straight away. Like, you can't do that. You can't just catch, like, it's not rugby. Like, I know, you just yeah. can't just catch a ball. And ca- Good carry Gary, he, he carried him, he called a mark. I heard yeah. him call a mark. <laughs> <laughs> he took it down. Yeah, he watched too much Six Nations this weekend. But uh, you can't do that. And then Phil Jones, like, I, I think the reason why Lallana came off wasn't even a tactical decision. I think Lallana is, is literally broken after Phil Jones mm. going through. And th- how that was not a card or even a free kick mm. is insane. Like he, that was like an NFL style body body check into him, and the fact that that's not that's and then then it's tackling Henderson, Jones is tackling yeah, Henderson yeah, in the second yeah, half. Like that's just that could have that could have been, been a straight red. Like it was a yeah. knee high one. Yeah, four, it was, it was a just a kick. challenge on Hendo. But the, the the thing is, if Atkinson deals with that one on Lalanne in the first half, yeah. it's down to ten apiece. I don't think I I personally don't think that it was a card for Di Maria. You know what I mean? If he if he did that in the fucking centre circle, fair enough. Yeah, Rob <laughs> yeah. Carney would have been happy with it. But my point is, he's a fucking half... He's not even half a yard away from the line. He thinks it's going out. He doesn't want to wait fucking 30 seconds for some ball boy to get it for him. 
he thinks, right, I'll catch it. He's he's made a mistake. It's a free out. That's the fucking end. I think I think it's a fucking book and at least. No, I don't think so. But you can't catch the ball on the pitch. It's not fucking bog ball, In the sense that it was when I say it wasn't a deliberate handball, it was accidentally because he believed he'd stepped over the line and was out of play. But if you're that thick... But if a goalkeeper comes out of his box and thinks he's in his box, it's a red card. Yeah, yeah. Or like even well, a couple of times, Starling's yeah, yeah, got a yellow card those times. Do you know he gets fouled and he puts his hand out and grabs the ball? Yeah. Starling's got yellow card for that. I understand. That's, I'm not saying that he couldn't have been booked yesterday. I'm saying... Personally, if it was a Liverpool player that was booked for that same thing, I'd be and all of you would be saying it's a fucking ridiculous decision. Well, and it was very harsh on the player, and he shouldn't have been. But I'd booked. say don't catch the ball, you twat. But Rooney's fucking sly cunty tackle on uh, Mignolet when he came down, yeah. and he's yeah. and he's walking away smiling and everything. That is, that, is, that, that, is that not a fucking? And the red ref card? can't see him smiling. Ref can't see it. No, but the, the linesman can see it. I think he's the one that got Gerrard sent off because he's screaming stamp. I think that it was a niggly game. I think it was physical and, you know, borderline from the beginning when Fellini starts going up as he does with elbows mm-hmm. and bad tackles and all that kind of stuff. And I think what happens with those types of games is if the referee doesn't shut it down pretty quickly, mm-hmm. then, you know, he starts having to let so much go that it has to be something like Jared's stamp for him to finally gain yeah. control of it. So what I think happens in that game is you know, the referee, to be fair to him, to be fair, a lot of referees wouldn't have sent Jared off there. Mm. A lot of referees would have gone 30 seconds into the second half. He's the Liverpool captain. It's Steven yellow. Gerrard. I could easily pretend I haven't seen this now and give me yellow give and, tell him yellow and tell him to shut, the, you know, to calm the yeah. fuck down. So I think you've got to take, you, you know, you want the referee to make the right decisions. I think when it came to the major instance in the game, he got most of them right. I think there's some borderline ones which as a Liverpool fan you want to see him call. The Rooney one is is probably a good example. But then Skirtle should get Skirtle sent off the other off. side. Yeah, yeah. Skirtle you know, so, for his so he could be red. 9 versus 10. I mean, it's full time by then, I know. Mm. But to bring it back to the Jared thing, sorry, because I, I, yeah. you know, I, I just wanted to follow up on what Steve was saying. So there's two things for me. First of all, I think that you can't, I'm annoyed at him I'm actually more annoyed that he came out and did the apology after the game, mm. if I'm honest, right? Because I don't think that's his place to come out and say that. Mm. I don't think he should be the first person interviewed after that game. I think that's too... I'm telling you now, if John Terry did it, right, we'd all be on Twitter and saying, look at that twat. It's, yeah. it's what John Terry did against Barcelona when they lost to Barcelona yeah. in the semi-final and he gets sent yeah. off. He gets interviewed in a tunnel straight after and he's apologising and it's like taking everything away from the team. So that's... I think the, the apology, he shouldn't have done that. But I do have some sympathy for him. In Not that he, I have sympathy for what he did, I have sympathy for anything like that. I just feel he's the type of guy that, I, you know, imagine what he's feeling today. This is his last 10 games with Liverpool where he spent, you know, fucking 50 years, years with us. He's going to miss three of them through suspension. His last game against Man United, he gets sent off. He had a terrible game in the derby. He must be thinking, and I think, he should have just gone in January. Like, he should have gone in January, he should have announced it and said, I'm going, see ya, I'll be back for a testimonial at the end of the season. Because it's just turning into, like, a fucking nightmare for him. Mm-hmm. He, and he is, he's not the type of player, Gerard, who can just ride this off. He's not the type of player who's just going to get up in the morning and go, all right, it's behind me now. This is going to, like, it's going to torture you. It's going to yeah, stew. I, I, think, I, think if we beat, uh, I think if we beat Blackburn, though, in the Cup... Um, then I think you could actually see him 
rectified the mistake he's made. Possibly, you know what I mean. I think I think possibly maybe that's me being a romantic Andy style, but um, yeah. but but no, I think I think you could see that. I think you could see him trying to make amends for it because, as you say, like I don't feel sympathy for him. I feel sad for the fact that that's how he will be remembered. Yeah, that's more what I mean. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? But I don't feel sympathy for him today and how he's feeling because I think it was premeditated. If he had gone in and smashed Mata and got the red card, if he'd he'd misjudged Mm. that and smashed him in a tackle and he'd got the red card, I would actually have sympathy for him today. I'd say he was trying to set a a tone. What he did was, was just... Disgusting. It really was. And and if it was done to one of our players, listen, we went fucking ballistic over Costa yeah, yeah, doing yeah. it to Chan and, mm. and, and and you know what I mean? He listen, was every, not he was every co- no, I know you're not, I know you're not, but I'm just saying, saying you know t- there'll be tons of people feeling sympathy for him today, and I don't think that that's that's a correct emotion. No, but when it comes to Jared, I think it's it's hard to calibrate. Do you know what I mean? Because I you know, you got some people who want him to never play again and you know, think he's like you know, church going overboard because they think that half the fan base is going the other way. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, it's hard to tell what's an authentic reaction to it. I was annoyed. I actually thought it was fucking hysterical when it happened. I laughed a lot, right? Because it's so ridiculous. It's yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah. where were you when it happened? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the truth is, I was in the jacks. <laughs> um, I basically, the match was starting back and I was there and I was trying to fix something on the computer at half time and stuff like that and I was looking and, and the match, the second half kind of crept up on me. So, so it came back on and I was like, oh bollocks, he was standing on the sideline waiting to go on and I was like, oh grand, okay. So I fucking ran out and I was trying to, you know, I was in one of those situations where you're trying to force your piss out. You know what I mean? I was like, come on, come on, come on. I'm trying to push it from your fucking bladder. Come on! You know, so <laughs> sorry to get it out quicker or yeah, to start yeah. it. So no, to get it out quicker. No, 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 no. To get it out quicker, I was trying yeah. to increase the flow. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you know, it was one of those real scaldy washes of the hands. There was no. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I didn't even put any soap on. I just gave them an old splash under the water, dabbed them off the towel, dabbed them off the towel, and ran back out. And I could just hear. I can't remember what Tyler exactly was saying, but he was he was saying something like. That is so silly, so so silly. <laughs> and I was going, "What silly? What silly?" So I had to get on the fucking and, and the cunts wouldn't tell me anything on Skype. They just kept on talking about how silly and stupid it was, and oh, that's a terrible thing, you know. But would not mention what had actually happened. But you missed so. the preamble to that, right? Because that sentence that Tyler is saying when he's going, "So silly, so silly," it starts right, like. 10 seconds before he gets sent off with him going Stephen Gerrard with an encyclopedic knowledge of this fixture <laughs> bang they can't <laughs> silly so silly it was like it was perfect it was like, you know it was like here he comes and it's like here he's gonna get and then bang Ray card all he was sure to was oh bollocks <laughs> yeah but I just didn't have a clue what had happened I had to get on the fucking whatsapp to you boys and I was like what the fuck just happened what's happened what's happened well my initial so, thought was that Herrera got sent off because yeah. Herrera's on the ground he comes in and Gerard mm. makes a, an arm movement as if to say mm. Jesus that's what a bad you know, tackle yeah. so I thought oh Herrera's gone and then when Gerard went off I just started laughing I was like yeah. fucking hell you can't make that up that yeah, is yeah, yeah, brilliant yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. going mad because it looked like it, the way Gerard did it looked he made <laughs> he made it look on first view and like Herrera had caught him yeah. Yeah. and the, you know he did the big the hand gesture and all the, the ref kind of came over and he gave Gerard the red and I was like no oh, that's fucking bollocks what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it shows the replay 
You fucking tits, <laughs> you absolute tit. What are you doing? Do you, see, do you see the lion's man in the background? He stamped on him. He stamped on him. He stamped on him. He stamped on him. You fucking grass. Like it, like it was Herrera's dad with yeah. the two in the lion. He stamped on him. That's my son. That's my son. Look at him. He stamped on him. We need John Joe back there. He fucking snitches, get stitches. Oh, God. Now we found spoils again. Positives, lads. Storage is finished. Storage is going. Oh, ex- an excellent finish on his bad foot. And fuck it, it wouldn't have mattered if he got a dribbly one in from two yards. Mm. Just getting back on the score sheet, it's, it's what he needs. He, he still doesn't look close to no. his, his you know, previous best. But fuck it, maybe, maybe that's what he needs. I, just, I, I was one in here a few weeks back in January saying maybe Balotelli has something to play for. and He did go on and score a couple of crucial goals after that. But... He was just again, you know, he was disgusting again yesterday in terms of just. Did you think? Just, yeah, like it's, it's maybe it's maybe it's just the way he. In fact, it is just the way he is. But when you're in a match down to ten men, trying to to scrap for something out of the game, and you see him just nonchalantly walking around instead of trying to close down and press. It just winds me up. And it doesn't matter who it was. It wouldn't matter if it was Lambert. It wouldn't matter if it was Sterling. Anybody, if they had that sort of walk around. And, and Sturridge actually, uh, to be fair, there was times in the first half where you're looking going, okay, let's all move. You're, you're expecting them to move across and press as a unit. Okay. And, and Sturridge looks, you know, disjointed from that, that, that front three unit, which is what Sterling, Coutinho and Alana looked so good at doing against yeah. City. They looked like they were in, in perfect sync and, and harmony in terms of what they were trying to do. Okay, Dave Hardry, we were talking beforehand. You had a slightly different opinion on, on Balotelli's impact when he came on. I thought Balotelli was good when he came on, to mm. be honest. I think he was okay. Like Obviously, the red mist came down a bit and he was lucky that he didn't connect with uh, whatever Smalling <laughs> over in the corner. The fans, the fans' intervention there kind of yeah. helped him out I thought, I, Again, I thought that was nasty from Smalling. He, he flings him into the fucking barrier. Uh, Balotelli has started it, though. You so, know, I know, but well, I what I'm saying, so it was... Because they're all over each other. Like, yeah, you know. yeah I, think, I think for either of them, to, I think, yet again, the referee does a good thing there in, in how he yeah. deals with... Mm. Um, how he deals with the the situation and and the fact that he doesn't book either of them, he just get the fuck on with it, lads, and man up. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But well, anyway, so I think when Ballo came on, I thought he's very good direct running. I think he did a couple of times down the wing. He bowled past people, and like United didn't like it at all. Mm. But also when Ballo comes on, I think Sturridge looks better. Mm. Like I think Sturridge plays much better when he's in a partnership. I think mm. he's got mm. more handle on the position there, when he's up with someone because. He, so, what, a lot of what Sturridge does, which is good, especially even even now, is a lot of kind of off the ball runs. He does a lot of kind of direct runs in behind people, and he does he does the same run like three times. So he'll run five yards, stop, ball didn't come, go back, do the same run again, okay. like over and over again. He does it a good bit. When Ballo's there and he's over, taking high balls or whatever, when Sturridge makes those runs, it opened up space, and there was mm-hmm. a lot more space in around opening up. Like the, the United defense in the first half just got the set, mm-hmm. and there wasn't much they could do, but like. I think that um, Carrick was badly done for the goal. I think because I think that was because he was dragged out of position because of the fact that we had more dynamism up front. And I think like I thought that Ballo was decent when he came on. I I, I, I obviously he's still a bit of a head case. You know, like, you know I think he made us look better, which made him look better. If that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't. I think if you just analyse his direct contribution, it's probably not that great. To, to Stevo's mm. point, I think if you just look at what Balotelli did. He probably wasn't that great. What he does do is have an impact on the game. Yes. And I think to your point, what then happens is... Our shape changes. Our shape changes. Yeah. We get more space. Sturridge suddenly gets a bit of space. Coutinho gets a bit of space. So there is... there. I, I the can see both sides of the argument. Yeah, and I'm, you, know? you know what it is for me? It's the fact that 
he has it in his locker and it's it's like you know it really is like he and I'm not slagging Rogers here it's like he he there is something there between the two of them mm-hmm. quite clearly and he just doesn't want to do it you know he really is one of the, he's an absolute prima donna that needs to be told he's amazing and have the arm around the shoulder and his balls rubbed before he goes out yeah, on the yeah, pitch yeah. and whatever else you know he 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 generally needs some sort of major fucking ego boost every time he's what about Balotelli yeah no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking about our game on Saturday um, yeah like like that but I just I I just think there is so much more from him or there should be so much more and listen every club he's ever played for probably thought the same thing as what we're thinking now my reaction when, when he came on and immediately the first thing he does <laughs> is chases Phil Jones into the corner <laughs> and creases him across <laughs> the back of his calf and it gets down what are you diving for and it shows a replay studs down the calf yeah, he could have gone all, all, all I was thinking was do we have an actual fucking human being on the bench <laughs> with a functioning brain we'll bring Gerard on off within a minute bring Balotelli on he does his best the fucking crowd have to hold them back from <laughs> I'm just looking at the screen going what, what is going on here it's like you know that bit in fucking Zoolander where he's like I feel like I'm taking crazy pills <laughs> <laughs> what are we trying to do to ourselves like it's ridiculous um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of hand wringing today about the crowd holding Balotelli back like you know Daniel Taylor on the Guardian and all these guys oh my god it's terrible that the crowd have to hold Balotelli back I'm like do you think if Balotelli wanted to smack the fuck out of Smalling, anyone would have stopped him? If he wanted to hit Smalling, he smashed the nose of the fan who was <laughs> trying to hold him <laughs> back. It was a real. I'll be back there, lads. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not it's going to Mickey. It's not Mickey Flanagan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How it takes half an hour for a big bloke in a pub to get three yards over to the other fella. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he wants to whack Smalling, he's going to go and whack yeah, Smalling smack him straight in the mouth. Like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Paul, big positive. Sacco, hair brothers that they are. The fucking, he's a legend, isn't he? Yeah, I thought he was basically the only player who, for 90 minutes, looked like he was kind of inspired by the occasion rather than intimidated by it. Like, there, there was a few times where, you know, the ball the ball was, you know, we were real kind of like, mm. oh shit, the ball, the ball's here, it's near me. <laughs> and the ball, there was one there where it was bouncing around yeah. midfield. And all you see is Sarko saying, get the fuck out of the way. I thought he had a really good game. Um, I thought I thought the three defenders were, like, for, yeah. for all the stick chance gotten, I think there's not an awful, there's not an awful lot you can do when when Fellaini's standing beside him and the ball's being hoofed up. He's lashing your elbows at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people are giving Shan abuse for getting a 7 out of 10 rather than <laughs> usually <laughs> 9 and a half, you know? Yeah. Oh, that, I, 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 can't sort of send the back, that's what happens when you don't play. I'm like, will you shut the fuck up? Like, you know? <laughs> I mean, name, I, name something he did wrong. Okay, penalty. That's a soft penalty as well. But this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying to Dave Thomas. Like I said, Small instance in a game like that, right, can suddenly change the colour of the way people watch. When I was watching the back, because I'd read, like, you know, oh, Chan's fucking having a mare. He's, he's on another you're terrible game. Him, you're watching him sort yeah. of like intently going, to so say, where's going, this mare coming from? Where's this mare coming from? And you're looking at it going, well, he's beaten Fellini there and he's dealing with it. He falls on his arse against Daily Blind and in the space of about two minutes afterwards, he slices a clearance and can say, right, you can see where... That's on the would. volley, isn't it? When yeah, he catches yeah, on the volley yeah. and, and spins, goes, it, spins it over yeah. Mignolet's head. Yeah. <laughs> She's done two things there and he's gone, fell over, sliced the clearance, shit game. Yeah, that was it. Uh, and, was and, the and then the penalty at the end. Yeah. So if you, if you watch it all the way through, because then he gets pushed to right wing back, then he goes yeah. to right back 
and he's fucking marauding down the, the right and at times he's also filling in for Henderson in the cent- centre midfield because Henderson I have to say personally I thought Henderson looked like a fella who needed a break because he just he, 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 the battery seemed to be running on I him thought even bit. against Swansea he was struggling to yeah. get back you'd nearly he hope forward. he doesn't start for England wouldn't you yeah. 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 well I tell you now considering United had 68% of possession played the entire second half against 10 men they had four shots on target yeah. so you can argue about our defence but one I actually thought one of which thought, was a penalty one of which was a penalty <laughs> and the other one is the other two, uh, two of the goals. others are wonder goals from yeah. Mata so I'm sorry the defence played well you know so, uh, one of my favourite moments now in the game was when you know, it looked like the break and it looked like Falco was through and I don't know what Sacco does but he seems to do a Cruyff turn that pulls the ball oh, away you're just there going uh, uh, oh, fair yeah. play yeah, that's it's brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Sacco's like you know in the Star Wars prequels where it's just like it doesn't matter how many stormtroopers are around you just, <laughs> it's just more and more and Sacco's going oh, sorry I'm a Jedi it's fine it's fine like it just whew, get it ready to see there was a decision given against him at one stage with, and he goes fucking mad and he goes absolutely yeah. ballistic oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 like, like proper batshit crazy you can just see him like grabbing Atkinson's body with one hand and pulling his head off with the other yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to Hulk up. He was like, <laughs> "You won't like me when I'm angry." Yeah. Torre on the sideline just going, "Finish him." Sack was a dangerous looking man. That, but I think that was probably the most dangerous I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you see the height that he jumped yeah, as well? Yeah. He kind of did this. Like, yeah, so he jumped the eyes. The he was like fucking Papa Shango. We just had a new thing. drinking game though. That every time a commentator says Sacco's uncomfortable on the ball, oh. you got to do a shot. You could oh. You'd never be awake for the second it's half of the match it's one of the worst cliches now yeah. in football it's his lean like, back passing style yeah but the thing is like yesterday he was our best player on the ball he was our most accomplished player on the ball he was the most consistent concentration player and like he might look a bit scary but like, he's definitely our most like he's got the most big game mentality of anyone for the game mm. in the game yeah. yesterday he was the most consistent he's the most professional performance of anyone that maybe Mignolet like you could argue but him and Mignolet other than him and Mignolet everyone was a bit off the ball off the pace yeah. and Sacco like it's just it's becoming ridiculous are they even watching the games no. at this point like, no, it's, 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 he's the best centre back in the league and I want to hear an argument against you. There's no one better than him. In the the only mistakes that he does make on the ball are by trying to overplay it. Like it's, mm. it's not, it's not kind of always miscontrolled or anything. It's because he's being given the ball like under pressure. But let me tell you something. Like I, yeah. I'm not just going to hoof for the rental. Yeah. But that's the thing. When does he play? a big slam up the field he no. never plays that no. pass that's the easiest pass for a centre back to play right just launch it 40 yards he never plays that pass mm. Skirtle plays that pass even Emre Jean played that pass a lot yesterday Can uh, Sacco always tries to play at defeat so the worst case scenario with Sacco is it goes out to touch I said this I think the last time I was on that's the worst case scenario it goes out to touch <laughs> which is what every fucking in the ground wants him to do anyway <laughs> is put it into touch so what the fuck are you moaning about <laughs> Jesus it either goes to feet or goes into touch and it goes into touch and it was like, ah, for fuck's sake. Only his bad touches yeah. do what, what they, they want them to do. do. <laughs> <laughs> ah, for fuck's sake, you know, pass. You want him to put yeah. it into touch, you Look at your, Oh, fuck you, Saka, with your 65-yard pass to feet that spins Sturridge onto a fucking end. <laughs> open goal, you dick. <laughs> but they love Skirtle's dart to the, the right-hand side and head into touch. Yeah, they yeah, love yeah, that yeah, little yeah, move. Yeah, yeah. Because Saka <laughs> takes it down, beats a defender and plays it 10 yards. Oh, he's fucking dodgy on the ball. Yeah. 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 Fuck's sake. Yeah. Fucking 30,000 people when, when Scarlett gets that header going boom 
Don't like I said, if in doubt, put yeah, it out. Yeah. No! Fucking man and ball, fucking man and ball. The Swansea fans, remember, they, they kept jeering him and then yeah. it was just getting quieter and quieter then, until eventually he's doing quiet turns. <laughs> <laughs> he's hanging the ball with his right foot on the Swansea. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Suppose he's decent. Then. <laughs> right, just, just to wrap it up, as a team, are we still a bit nice and a bit naive? Despite we've had, you know, we, we, we need the rootless streaks and the whole lot. Are we, are we just a bit naive? Like, look at the way United approached their players. There was a level of aggression that was controlled and it was designed to, dis, you know, to, mm. to, to disrupt yeah. players and try to get a reaction out of them. You know what, Fellaini is sent out there with, with, to do his usual cunty thing and he does it brilliantly. Like, mm. you, you can Can't knock him. If, if right he played for us, we, he would be an idol with the yeah. way he just goes He's around elbowing the <laughs> shit out of people. And, just, and the problem is, nobody ever deals with him. You know, it, it's kind of disappointing and they probably kept him away from Sacco for that reason because Sacco probably would have kicked him up the hole. Yeah. But, the, the, you know, he was allowed to dominate the way he was and, and even it was, it was worrying at times that we were playing the ball in his direction in the air. Like, I, I know you said earlier on, Phil, about the, the fact that you taught Jan, and, and you look back on it retrospectively, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll take your word for it, but I don't remember at any point thinking we had the better of him in the air, regardless no. of who he was on. The only time we beat them was when we won the second ball. We never mm-hmm. won it in the air. That's what I'm saying, but Phil said a, there a couple of times no, about Jan. When, when, when I watched the back, specifically yeah. trying to it see just, this. In, watching it live, it never felt like that. It felt yeah, like no. every single ball he went up but that's, for, that's because he won. they kept hitting it to him, right? And what mm-hmm. he did was he, he it came was a good off. tactic. He was, com- <laughs> he, was, he was coming off. He started coming away from Chan when the ball was coming in. So the balls weren't going as far into, say, Chan's zone. He's as dropping was, right? into the... And he was dropping into the between, space between Alan and yes, him. Yes, so yes. it means that he was in a free space. Yeah, yeah. Alan was dropping back in. And, and he, Alan's never the man never to be trying to... You want to give him a fucking bump. But is that the issue? Like... Do we need a bit more horses for courses? So when you when you know you're going to have, and we knew he was going to be playing purely for that, yeah. right? Do we need to look at it maybe from an earlier thing and say, do you know what, actually, we can play again. We've enough players who are capable of playing in different positions. Let's just tweak it a bit. Let's deal with that threat specifically and yeah. then we can get on from there. I, I thought we actually could have started with Lovren in the back three and put Jan in instead for of the Alan, physicality. For the physicality. And I think uh, Jan would have been able to match Fellaini in that situation. And you're still... You know, I, I know people hate Lovren. I wouldn't have had Lovren with anywhere near Fellaini. He would have been like Bambi falling over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, the, that's my point. You know what I mean? They would have had to play Fellaini, which they didn't want to do. They didn't want to play Fellaini as a second striker. They wanted him in that that area between the two. And I know he pushed on to, to Jan to try his luck and didn't get it. I think Jan would have probably covered that space between mm. Hendo and, and, and the back three a better, better. Yeah. And, and, and nullified <laughs> so it would have stopped United go listen it's, it's all or just getting free know. headers when, when he steps into it he starts getting free headers and mm. he's winning balls yeah, and he wouldn't have been able to step in there I don't think there's any crime in Fellaini winning the ball or being, oh, able, six to hold, foot yeah, or being able to hold it up a bit because like, that's what he's going to do the crime is like for the first goal when the ball gets fired into him and he's able to lay it off mm. what is it six yards to mm. the side and then they have a centre midfielder who's right in front of our defence and mm. and splits us with with the pass out to Mata. That's that's the problem. The problem isn't kind of winning the first ball off him. It's the fact that it was so easy for him to get a second mm. ball off mm. or like lay a pass off because he, he's he's no craft whatsoever. He's not a good passer or anything. Mm. It's just that Herrera was like in absolutely acres of space beside him and he could pick the pass out to Mata then because Moreno went. He went and he's to, he's someone that needs a bit of credit as well. Herrera had a very good game. <coughs> yeah. You Herrera know, or Mata. Be, he, he, yeah. Herrera, Herrera is it, it would be a classic Brendan player, wouldn't he? I'd love him. I think he's, you know, we, we were talking a little bit earlier about, I don't want to get into it, but what do you do in the summer? Unless you're looking for your Joanne an upgrade. 
Yeah, Herrera's your Joe Allen upgrade, right? That's, that's, that's the example of a Joe Allen. Can do upgrade. everything. Can do everything. Allen can do just that little bit better. A little bit probably. better. A little yeah. bit more classy. And just to your point, Phil, about we now, I think there is a real fine line between, you know, having a sense of identity in the way we play and a confidence in the way we play, and then saying, "Well, we're naive when it doesn't work," mm. you know. So to be fair to Rogers and to be fair to the team, like I get that team list. I know I'm not unhappy with any of the back three. I'm not mm. unhappy with the two centre midfielders. Mm. Not necessarily too unhappy with the wing backs. I, I probably would have preferred Sterling forward. That's the only thing that in my head I'm going, that's what we should have done. But, you know, I think that, of course, we should have been confident to play the system and the way we've been playing. Mm. You know, we're never going to have, we're never going to be dogs of war. We're never, he's never going to play someone who's going to who's going to kick the shit out of everyone all yeah. game. There, there could, there could be that little bit of natural aggression from all of the players that were on well, the field. We, froze, we did freeze, but this is yeah. the other. Sorry, just my final point. This is the other thing. United are full of people who've been there and done it before. They've yeah. been underperforming, yeah. but they are full. And as, as like I said earlier, they're yeah. full of they're league title winners and European Cup winners and a European Cup winning manager. And they know when it comes to big games. This is what you do. Hence, we, just hence, hence, hence the record in big games yeah. this season. It's yeah. a, it's unmatched by any of the, of the other sides. And we and also you, you are not very good when we're the favourites. My final you, point. We need to be the underdogs. Like, we can't forget as well that we outbattled City the other week. Yeah, exactly. We, we completely yeah. outfought them. We're capable of it. Right, so to wrap it up, Paul, 78 points? Yeah, why not, yeah. 78 <laughs> points? Mm, no. <laughs> 78 points? No, I don't see it now. Not by a shade, sorry. Yeah. 78 points. So I, I think we'll win every single game from now to the end of the season. I think we'll get eight. <laughs> I am Lou Suarez. You are listening to Trippers Chat. <laughs> At the Lego! Right, lads. Trippers Chat. <laughs> Jesus, bring back Trev. <laughs> so, Enrique, a selfie stick. Back in full train in three days, off on holidays for a week. <laughs> is is he a footballer, <laughs> or is he now employed by the BBC and Angela Rippon for holiday 2015? Yeah, I, th- I think he's got a touch of the trees of Lowe's fucking where in the world about him, you know. I think Enrique was in the cloud in the crowd holding. No, he wasn't. He was, <laughs> he was, he was he, flying. Somewhere. He was in the crowd holding Balotelli back. Yeah. Like, no, 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 Balotelli's better. Come on, let me take a picture. Yeah, hang on, get, wait like I'm a cat. <laughs> you know, I feel sorry for his missus, like because he's like he's that guy. He's, he's like, never he's never out of the house. It's like no, he's just fuck home off all the time. Like you know, are you not going to work today? No, 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 boss, give me a day off. <laughs> There's six more pictures. What do you want to do, babe? Let's go to the spa. I, I feel sorry for his missus because people say, oh, oh, what's your husband do? Oh, he's a professional footballer. Really? Who is he? Jose Enrique. I thought you really? said he was a professional. <laughs> 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 I fell off the problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to like the, the nail salon and everything with him. Are we go together? We get a two for one discount? Can you just leave me the fuck alone? <laughs> <laughs> Brendan wants to know if he's available for the Arsenal match, but he's still got three holidays left. So where do you reckon he's gone to? Because yeah, because didn't he do? He did the boy the last time and took the 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 naked selfies. I think someone has won him in a competition. You know, one of these like <laughs> Megan, like the blacklist. Yeah, no, it's like the blacklist. One of those uber underground criminals yeah. that just have him off doing their dirty work. <laughs> yeah. I think the reason we've got around FFP is some weird twisted billionaire is giving us some money <laughs> to lock Enrique up in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> and we've accepted it greatly. And 
it was Enrique and Suso, but we saw Suso first, so now it's Enrique and Manquillo. Because no one's seen Manquillo for months. Yeah. So Enri- Enrique and Manquillo are in some German guy's basement. <laughs> <laughs> some sort of human But hey, we got around FFP, so everyone's over there. Yeah. You know. Anything can be excused. Right then, lads. Nasty Nage asks, half and half scarves. No. Oh, fuck off, half yeah. and half scarves. Just Why? No. There is no reason. There's no reason. And there, I, I know it. I, I honestly haven't even read these questions, but the fact that it's come in today, he's made some reference to a United half and half scarf. Yeah. They just, they, whatever cunt makes those scarves <laughs> deserves a horrible death. I know. There's just no reason for, like, I don't, I don't care if you've, it's your first You're ever match. Really angry. I, I don't I, make him I, don't, it, I, I know, I know, Dave, I know. I'm sorry, you're just right in front of me. I, I, I don't know what the calibre of person is that buys one of them. <laughs> I just, I, I don't, I, I need to meet one of them to understand what was going through their head when they thought. So I, I can, the only scenario I can understand is if you go to like a testimonial or you go to something like that where it's like a memento yeah. or like a big day. Yes. But Liverpool versus Man United, if you're wearing a half and half scarf, it means you're half a cunt. Half a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. You're a double cunt. You're a double cunt. Because they're, like, if you're wearing a half and half scarf, I'm lost for yeah, one. Yeah, no, I, I, look, I don't go to the game. I'm one of those guys, I don't go to the game, right? So maybe there's some thing about going to the not. game. There's, I, I there's just, not. I don't get it. I don't I get don't, it. I can, I can excuse a kid for, for fucking having a, a Liverpool West Brom half and half. His dad might be a West Brom fan and the family of West Brom fans and he loves Liverpool or something. There is no excuse for a Liverpool United Half and half scarf. <laughs> it's like when you, you know. Sorry, you, Colin. Toby, you meet a bird as a Man United, <laughs> Liverpool. Half and half scarf. <laughs> Is there ever a time like you're saying a big game, a testimonial? Well, testimonial. Say you go to like, if you went to Jerry's testimonial, it's Liverpool Olympiacos, it's Jerry's testimonial. I could understand. Point I wouldn't do it, a but memento. I could understand it as a, as a souvenir for the day. Although you could buy a program, but I understand why you'd buy that. But there is no competitive game where there is a logic to buy a half and half scarf. But go I remember the Liverpool under 18s played Warford United <laughs> back in the RSC, and I was like, oh, I get a half and half scarf. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Because you're a man of principle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? More to the point, where are half and half scarves for the Liverpool under 18s against Warford United? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's Waterford. Waterford. Oh my God. Well, it wouldn't have been one half Liverpool 18s. I'm sure it was just Liverpool. No, it was, just a, it was, it was Liverpool and it was one half blue and one half red. And it was oh. Liverpool and then Waterford United. It's in Waterford. They'd make a penny out of everything. Yeah. Then, <laughs> <laughs> right. Vinny Leggett wants to know what type of match goer are you? Um, are you a shouter, a singer, a moaner, a half-time point grabber or a stranger? I think I'm all of them. <laughs> <laughs> What's he mean a stranger? I don't know. I didn't read the last, but probably oh, it was too I mean, far away. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're with 40,000 people, odds are you're a stranger to most of them. <laughs> like, you know. A stranger grabber. Stranger grabber. A stranger oh, yeah, grabber. No, I'm, I'm definitely all of them then. Yeah. Because it just depends on the match. Like Sometimes I'll be in really fucking rowdy form and I'll just be roaring and shouting at whatever's going on in the game. Mm. Now, I'm talking about at the match, not, yeah. not fucking sitting in your living room with your missus looking at you. But, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like, and then there's other times, yeah, I would, you know, like if you go to an evening game and you've got a few fucking drinks in you and stuff like that and there is a good atmosphere and there's a bit of singing, you'll join in. Mm. And then definitely, like when we were beating Arsenal last year, 5-0 and, and fucking... I was at the match and every time we scored a goal there was about eight of us none of us knew each other and we were all fucking jumping around and dancing and hugging each other and all there was an owl at about 75 in front of us it was his birthday and the fucker was crying and everything at the match it was brilliant 
So well, I'll do all there. of the above except for the pints because I'm just probably too lazy to get up from the sea and that's a fucking nightmare trying to get oh, a drink at half time. You have to go, yeah, you have to go up to one of the, fl- the top. The top. Yeah. Um, well, as you know, every time I've gone to watch Liverpool and Anfield, they lose. So <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a moaner. I'm a moaner. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, for fuck's sake. Ironically, you're the most positive person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't go. He left out, are you a sleeper for Phil? <laughs> <laughs> I took my missus to the uh, Wigan game and uh, Kenny, you know, and I was like, oh, it's great atmosphere, you know, it'd be great now. And I, I was trying to pick a game that I thought, we definitely win, win that. Yeah. We win that game. Fucking lose 2-1. Gary Caldwell. Oh. Fuck it. <laughs> I was like, oh. Okay, then. It's Have okay. you ever seen them win? At Anfield? No, yeah. never seen him win at Anfield. I've seen him win away, Christ. but never at Anfield. That's fucking mental. I know. I, I, I feel your pain. Oh. I, I watched this. You have a bad old record as well. Like in the time I've known you, yeah. in all the games we've been at together, you've. I think we've only, I've only seen. I like hate. You I actually hate year, going yeah. to games. With oh, no, yeah. <laughs> well, he's the jinx, isn't he? But that's, that's not just the fucking game. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the whole process. <laughs> <laughs> From weeks in advance, I'm dreading it. <laughs> <laughs> right the way back to getting to first know you. Everything yeah, else yeah, has yeah. been horrific. <laughs> I, the, the poo bucket on the bus. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay lads well sort of alcohol tolerance or intolerance levels where would you grade yourself that's from LFC inputs well I, I mean like everyone I think it gets worse as you get older you know and you do it less so when you're 24 mm. you know you drink three nights a week you know Friday, Saturday, Sunday props up one on a Monday cheeky one on a Tuesday you know what I mean <laughs> so you build up a tolerance so you level. have an alcohol problem no. That's why I don't drink anymore. But yeah, my alcohol problem is I don't drink any alcohol. That's my problem. So I would. I'm a very low, probably a low bar now. Mm. Mine's a little higher than yours, Phil. <laughs> the last time that I we know pioneer is that I'm a fucking higher tolerance than Phil. <laughs> yeah. Mine's uh, like unpredictable. Like sometimes you have out all day drink and not a bother. Sometimes six pints and wake up in the bathroom. <laughs> like yeah. you, you, the, the next day, the girlfriend won't talk to you or anything like that. Like, I, I don't know. Like I'm kind of playing a dangerous game when I go. I don't know which it's, way it's, it's going. Like Russian roulette with you. Yeah. Like, you know, you're coming I'm, home. With I'm an absolute day. mess on pints. Like yeah, six, six, seven pints over even the course of a day. I'm a fucking listen. One, I've one seen you text on pints. So one, I can only imagine what you like to be around. Like you know? one, one or two things happen when I drink pints. I either go asleep or just turn into a mess that's likely to piss himself. <laughs> uh, but but if I'm drinking if I'm drinking vodka or spirits or even wine, I'm I'm actually fine. Like if I go to a wedding or something like that, I'll drink spirits right from the start of the day right to the end, and I'll be okay. I'll be standing up, fucking dancing, whatever else at the end of the night. If you put me on pints, at the, I'll be gone before the dinner. That's fucking me wiped out. So I don't know why that is. I'm can't wait to go out with you, fuckers. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, well, come on, you're only a pub. Oh, no, I can't drink at all. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. It's kind of the same as you myself. Uh, sometimes it'd be grand. I could have 10, 12 points and still be able to talk and coherent. Another times, like last night, I had about five points, and it's been one day off today, so I had it out last night and made the most of it. I'm dying. I, <laughs> I only got up about an hour before I came here. <laughs> well, I'm one of the worst drinkers ever. <laughs> you, you truly are. I, uh, truly are. I don't know. I, I don't get aggressive or anything. I just, I'm just a mess. I'm just an absolute uh, mess. Just for the record, yes, you do. 
You get as aggressive as fuck. He gets obnoxious. There's a difference. He's, he doesn't want to fight everyone. He just thinks he's better than everyone. I, re- I remember when time. Roy Hodgson was manager. I was driving these fuckers. We we were up to get the ferry over and back, and I just said, "Well, hang right, on. That's that's no, that's 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 a different that's a different set of equations altogether." <laughs> you put Roy Hodgson into any equation involving me, even if I'm not drunk and I'm going off a fucking deep end with that yeah, prick. Well. That's that's <laughs> Listen, it. We did a live show, right? Me, Phil, and Trev uh, a few months back, and Phil was so pissed and obnoxious. He had to take Trev outside to try and fight him to do the show. <laughs> he was like, he had to give it. He was trying to give Trev a pep talk, and it ended up being Phil threatening him for like <laughs> twenty five minutes. You are fucking doing it, <laughs> and I won't even go into what happened after that. <laughs> Yeah. You started singing randomly at various. I'm just having all these flowers. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> so, uh, random people would just come walking into the bar and you start singing made up Liverpool songs yeah. to them. <laughs> we, haven't <laughs> we haven't done a bus trip this season, but in any of the ones that we've been on, he is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and you're guaranteed he's asleep on the way home. It's like that video of, of when you did the show over in Liverpool and you're just in the background in the new, of the video. And like, <laughs> It's great radio, I know. <laughs> Just for the listeners, Dave did his most vacant thing. <laughs> vacant face, he could. It's true, though. Yeah, yeah. it's true. And Trev, if he was here, Trev's a good drinker, but he's a hugger when he drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I loves, don't mind that. I like everyone, that. Trev. I like that. He's I like a leg that. grabber when, yeah. he's, when he's had a few. Like I want to know. This is handy enough. So at DJ Neo Geo says, Trev Downey, discuss. <laughs> Given that he could be dead or blind, we're not quite sure because he hasn't been able to use the phone since it happened. So, <laughs> well, to be fair, now I think he uh, he's had a tough life since the potato famine. Yeah, <laughs> like, got to give him. A he really struggled with Cromwell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. When he was a monk there, you know, just before the Vikings raided, he it did, was, well to, <laughs> did well to avoid it. Yeah. I mean, you know, quantum he, was, he was actually quantum leap <laughs> <trend. laughs> ah, They nearly Trev. locked him in fucking Tutankhamun's. Trev. Yeah. <laughs> they did. He was, of course, he killed all the bosses when they opened it. <laughs> if, we're, if we're going to discuss Trev, he's an absolute legend. He's a gem of a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, he's a gem. Get, get well soon, get well Trev. soon Trev. Trev. Right then, so what are you doing this weekend? International break. There's a big charity match going on in Liverpool. Gerard's. Is it, this is obviously a second. I thought we come away from trip and start for a minute. So what are you doing this for? You haven't even closed the show yet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Gerard's testimonial. You going to watch it? No. Well, I'll watch it, but like... Are you not excited about to see all the old lads back? I am, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be great. I haven't paid it too much attention, to be honest. Everyone was going on about what... It, it became one of those banter things, you know, about, oh, Carragher and Gerrard, it's great seeing them name their team. And I just... It was a following on Twitter, and everyone was going on about how funny it is. You know when everyone tells you how funny something is, and you're like, yeah, I have no interest in watching that. So I haven't really paid it any attention. But it'd be great to see Suarez back. Is, is, is there not like that, but you know, that sort of... You never want to meet your idols effect. Like, haven't seen Torres and Suarez together in the same team, and it's like... I'm annoyed they've invited John Terry. I'm annoyed yeah. at that. That's yeah. annoyed me. Yeah, yeah, Why is John Terry playing? Him? He's on uh, Gerrard's team. Because he was his captain for England for some And Drogba's on Gerrard's team as well. Or is Drogba on Carragher's team? No, Drogba's on Carragher's, I think, isn't he? So maybe Terry's on Gerrard's. But I, I don't understand why John Terry's... Pro- I don't understand... I mean, fucking, have Liverpool not got enough former fucking players? That we got that here's an, here's an honest question. Why are Chelsea allowing two players that are going to be involved in their title run-in Go and play this game now. Why? Like, why is this not done? Why is this not done after the FA Cup final? Well, Drogba, you know, Drogba's 
fucking semi-retired. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> let, they let Terry play for about five minutes. We'll tell him his man loves Scouse cock. <laughs> <laughs> why does Terry want to go to Anfield? <laughs> like, yeah. Why does he want to volunteer for to increase his Anfield appearances by 100% <laughs> season? <laughs> I just don't get that. I don't know why John Terry's playing. Everyone else I'm pretty excited to see. I think it'll be, uh, it'll be great. It's great to see all the lads come home again, isn't it? Interesting to see the reaction Torres gets, though, right? Yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, that... Because he hasn't had a good reception any time he's been back to Anfield. Uh, I think it's you know, I think now that he's I think, yeah, I think now that now. he's gone out of the Premiership and he's coming I think back could home. be a little bit more of a of, of a thing. I'd love to see him back in the summer. The same wasn't there, wasn't it? Was it? Fuck off, fucking <laughs> <laughs> Torres bollocks. <laughs> if anyone suggests I get a Torres back, fucking hell, like that. I'll tell you, Dave, are you going to be watching this? No. Like it'll be like terrible. Twenty minutes of like the proper players being out there. Carol probably take it way too seriously and fucking clean someone out. Like (laughs) did that. The was that that was that sports sport relief thing. Oh yeah, yeah, the whole lolly mirrors and that play. Yeah, and he was just cleaning people out. Then (laughs) wiping out motherfuckers. I I actually love that though. (laughs) I tell you now, if John Bishop gets on the field, I'm gonna go fucking mad. (laughs) (laughs) John Bishop is guaranteed to be a. He 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 plays all the different charities. Mm. Yeah, and I'll have Kenny on to take a penalty or something as well. Yeah, Paul, what are you up to this weekend? I don't know. Yeah, I might give that a watch probably. When is it? Saturday, Saturday or Sunday? When are England playing? I never watch international football, but I'm morbidly curious now about Harry Kane. I want to watch him. <laughs> you know this fucking matrix effect that happens when he gets the ball and everything slows down <laughs> around him. It happened in I, international football. Have well? you seen him talk, Paul? Have you seen him talk? Yeah, yeah. I've seen he him can't close his mouth. <laughs> he's like he's like he's broken his nose and he can't breathe through his nose. He's like, you know so he's those, never has his mouth closed. Or you know one of those giant whales that just eats plankton that just goes, <laughs> around, <laughs> goes around with its mouth open yeah. all the time, just like indiscriminately well, kind of catching. Yeah. He looks like Tintin. That's what I think. He, like. he looks like Tintin. I'm just amazed that what the fuck is going on with Harry Kane? Because you know what it looks like. Whenever he gets the ball, it's like you know if some if you're playing a two player game, you know FIFA yeah. or something like that, and the other fellow just puts the controller down, and they, you know they're, so the defenders aren't moving or anything, or they might make the odd little shuffle towards him and then they back off. That, that's exactly what it's like when he gets the ball. <laughs> he is literally the least technical forward. I think. I've, I, I think. Ricky Lambert has more technical <laughs> ability than Harry Kane. It's he, he is an enigma, isn't he? Yeah. He is literally never scored a good goal. I've and never he, seen him score a good goal. Like, which kind of, like, I, I wasn't watching any football over the weekend. Other than our match, I didn't watch a fucking jot of football other than that. And I was just sitting there, and you know, my phone started exploding beside me in the car. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Checked Twitter everywhere. About 20 tweets. Wait until Brenzy sees these goals <laughs> Harry Kane scored. I looked them up, but you know, on the, one of those highlights websites, I saw a gif of one of them. And <laughs> like, he, he boots the ball and it hits a Leicester player in the face and goes in the other side of the goal. I just fucked the phone down I'll get that away from even Shearer on Match of the Day made a joke right that someone said oh are you, you going to do a feature on Harry Kane's goals and he said well to be fair they were one tap in one deflection and a penalty there's not much analysis you can do in it that sums up his entire season one it's tap crazy. in one deflection and one penalty other than Ericsson like who's giving him service he doesn't have anyone giving him service no. he's just scoring goals out of nothing off like bobbles in the pitch and out off his shin and it's, it's like, like that old Nintendo football game where he used to get three special goals a game <laughs> <laughs> and you could just hold down you could hold down the A and B button for fucking three seconds and all of a sudden he flicked it up to himself and then 
Hit the fucking overhead kick that was guaranteed to go in goal. And just Harry, they, Spurs just keep on giving Harry Kane their special goal. But the good news is, the good news is, we should be grateful for Harry Kane, right? Because it means Spurs won't go out and buy a striker because yeah. they think they got Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. And then next season, when, when he, he returns to the mean, and we all realise he's a fucking pleb, that we'll be happy that Spurs didn't go out and buy a striker. Thank you, kindly gents. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Philip. That's it. We're right, fantastic. Good mate. Do well there, Phil. Thanks. Come back, Trev. <laughs> so it's the admin bit different this week no Trev Downey so I get to play around a wee bit woohoo bit of funk a bit of groove going on big thanks to the guys in Astro Park for letting us use the facilities as ever don't know we'd be stuck without them we wouldn't even have a room to do anything in so uh, you want to play 5 aside or 7 aside football get on to www.astropark.ie um, and if you're in the Talavicinti give Dell a shout and I'm sure he'll definitely jack up the prices when he tells you the tripper sent you don't forget the new AI uh, app channel thing is launching very soon we're going to be on there we have our own trippers channel so for the first time and probably the last time I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening tonight your trippers were Dave Hartry Dave Thomas, Paul Brennan, Steve Daly, and myself, Phil Casey. Remember, kids, Einstein once said, you can't win the lotto without buying a ticket. Slong a foal. Wait, then we better get out with this. Anybody watch the matches? You don't need it. <laughs> don't need it. Just say something about Johnson. Everyone's happy with that. I thought Johnson was terrible and Lucas was abysmal. <laughs> <laughs> How could he play Gerard and Lucas in that two man midfield? I think we'll beat Arsenal because we have to win. And I think we're much better when we're the end. Nobody expects us to win. We're much better when the end of the dogs. By the time we play Chelsea, they would have won the league and they would have switched off and we'll beat them. I don't see us beating Chelsea. I, I, I think 72. Is probably where we're at. I see probably another two defeats. Two, Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea, and a slip, just a shitty one somewhere. I think we'll. But I see, I see that at least for the rest of them as well. You know what I mean? Like I think, I, we're finished I think, I think seventy-one, seventy-two does it for you. I think it suits us now. We're underdogs. Nobody expects I think us seventy-two. To do it. And we're Matem- the- mathematically, seventy-three points will almost guarantee you. Well, guarantees your Champions League football for nine of the last ten years. So, what the seventy-two allows us to do? Drop what? We have to win six out of our last eight. Easy. So you could actually now, as much as much as we'll as, as much as the pressing it will we'll be. Only eight left. Is it? Yeah. yeah. God damn! <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Fucking right! Come on! Beat yeah, Arsenal! Nearly, it's all on nearly, lads. You nearly want well. It's it's nearly with a stipulation that uh, one is against Arsenal. We have to one win against six, Arsenal. One of your six wins. If you don't beat Arsenal. Arsenal. Draw with Arsenal. Yeah. Win six or seven, then that puts you on seventy-three points. Yeah, you, made kid, good point, Don, you made a good point earlier about we could catch Arsenal instead of United. But mm. it's easier to catch Arsenal than United because if we beat Arsenal, we're only three behind Arsenal, but we yeah. still be five behind United, assuming they win against Villa. Yeah. And Arsenal have to play United. Yeah, well, Arsenal are playing United the following week. Yeah, it? and I think don't they go to City or Chelsea? They've got one of the other two as well. I shouldn't know? have said you made that point. I should have <coughs> Thanks, Paul. Do I think my theory is that like you know, you know, really slow airplanes. Do you, 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 you ever hear that like fighter jets? They can't like engage them because they keep flying past them a lot. That's what Harry Kane's like. like they, these Premiership <laughs> defenders, they're so used to all these like all this fast movement that when something starts coming towards them like that, they're just like. How the fuck do I deal with this? Like, he takes a big horrible shot and the keeper's like, what the fuck is this? And then it's, it's, just like, it's the same thing that would happen like, if we what? put Skirtle up front. 
Summer's coming, Washington, D.C., and so are pesky mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin your backyard fun. Call your local True Green experts for True Green Mosquito Defense. This science-based treatment will help control mosquitoes in your yard within 24 hours and keep your family and pets comfortable all season long. Save 50% on your first mosquito service by visiting TrueGreen.com summer or call 877-629-0092. Say goodbye to mosquitoes and hello to the perfect outdoor space for summer. Call True Green green today. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.